You're listening to the weekly sermon podcast from Union Road Presbyterian Church. For more information, join us on Facebook or visit our website at unionroad.org.uk. We're into that final week before Christmas, aren't we? Normally full of hustle and bustle. And although some people are very organized in terms of Christmas presents, others like me have a little bit of a battle on our hands, don't we? We'll be fighting for presents and maybe fighting with papers and scissors, but not rock, but with sellotape. And I really hate wrapping presents. It doesn't re- surely it doesn't really matter how well a present wrap looks like if it's going to be ripped up anyway. Sure it doesn't. And well, sometimes a plastic bag suffices, surely. But others, they really love wrapping presents. They will spend time picking out the right wrapping paper. They will pick out the right ribbon that matches that wrapping paper and the gift tag to match the wrapping paper. And well, that's Sarah. Sarah's wrapping is very precise, especially compared to mine. Our first Christmas, we gave mum her present and mum was delighted because, well, she said, well, Sarah, I know that David did not wrap that. She was delighted of the wrapping paper, never mind the present that was inside. Admiring the paper, where did you get that from? And so on. And when it comes to God's gifts for us, Sometimes we are dealing with and focusing on so much on the fluff, the wrapping, the ribbon, the bow, rather than looking and enjoying the present itself, Jesus. And that was the gift we looked at last week, the gift of Jesus. David reminded us that God the Father is the giver of this good gift, Jesus, his own son. And why does God give Jesus to us? Well, that we become God's sons and daughters. Because God so loved the world. God's mighty, incredible love for the world beyond our comprehension that he would leave the heights of heaven to the depths of our dark, sinful world. We come again to look at John 3, 16, those verses, that verse that many of us will know off by heart, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That's what we thought of last week. And this week, it's the next bit. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Because today, as we look at this second half of the verse, we will see that there is forever security for God's people through trusting Jesus. Forever security for God's people through trusting Jesus. So today, as we look at this gift of eternal life, what what do we need to know about eternal life? Well, I think the first thing is this. Eternal life is forever. That might seem a very... strange thing to say, an obvious thing to say, but it's true. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Do you know those things that seem to last for a very long time? It might be a journey to someone's house or to see friends. It might be the last few minutes of a sports match that's tense and it seems like the, the final whistle will never come. It seems to last for an eternity. Maybe it's one of us preaching seems to last for eternity. Or some people, in some classes in school never seem to end. And boys and girls, you can think of this too, but what about the everlasting gobstopper by Willy Wonka? It's not the greatest thing that is everlasting. It lasts and lasts and lasts, we're told. It never, it never gets smaller. It never diminishes, never diminishes, and it never loses its flavor. You see, eternal life is everlasting. That might seem strange or very obvious, but each of us need to remember and know that eternal life is everlasting. For every one of us, for the Christian and the non-Christian, 
facing death is difficult, but also it's not the end. What lies ahead is everlasting. Life will go on and on and on, whether we have or have not Jesus. Yes, our days on earth will end, but our spiritual life does not. Eternal life. What is John telling us when he writes this down in this gospel? See, life in the Bible, and used this way, is not purely just the quantity of life, the everlasting, that will go on and on and on, but it's also the quality of life. Eternal life, yes, it is everlasting, but eternal life is also different than life now. It's different than now. We think of Willy Wonka and his gobstopper again. Eternal life is like that, okay? The gobstopper, it never gets smaller. It never ends. So eternal life will go on and on and on. But eternal life is different than now. It will never lose its flavor. There's a quality to this eternal life. It is different to this life because why would any of us want to live this life over again? Yes, of course, there are really, really good times. There are also so many sad times. But this gift from God, eternal life, is consistent to what lies ahead in the future. We will enjoy a new creation with no more tears. In the letter of Ephesians, which we know very well, in chapter 2, Paul says that God raises up with Christ in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. Eternal life is different tonight because in the coming ages, forever and ever and ever, God will be showing us his incomparable riches of grace. It will take us an eternity to enjoy God's grace and gift. It's a life of never-ending blessing, a life full of glorifying and enjoying God forever. This new life, we will not be bored in the age to come. Blessing will be simply poured out again and again. It will be constantly poured out upon eternal life is different to this life no broken hearts no horrible stressful days at work no anxious moments waiting for test results there'll be no loss or suffering but for God's people we will be living in the grace and mercy and his blessing forever eternal life is everlasting and it is different than now it is full of flavor it's both the quality and the quantity of life but we've talked about eternal life. What, what else is in this verse regarding life? Well, it's purse, isn't it? There's eternal life for us now and forever. But on the other hand, oh, so we have a life full of this everlasting, full of flavor. But on the other hand, it's being, uh, uh, being perished. Never, I lived in a student house. There were six of us, and we all shared a small fridge. And Dave was a study of medicine, and well, he, he had his shelf, and he filled it up with lovely fruit and vegetables. And he had great, great intentions to cook from scratch. And, well, it didn't go too well. So as we used the fridge, we noticed a smell as we used our drawers in the fridge. And we opened up Dave's drawer one evening, and he was out. And we opened up his drawer, and we saw what was there. We saw a, a piece of fruit or vegetable that was furry but not a kiwi. It was blue, but it, it wasn't a blueberry either. And it was leaking, it was smelling, it was decomposing, and it was rotten. It was totally perished. It was perishing before us. And well, that is the eternal misery that awaits those without Jesus. Those who refuse to accept God's gift, well, 
perish. They'll be leaking, decomposing, rotten. There's not going to be a life full of flavor. There'll be an everlasting life, but it'll be one of perishing and misery. John 3 tells us that they will be condemned, they will perish, that they'll be separated from God for all eternity to suffer God's wrath. But in Jesus, we have life, a spiritual life that will never end, full of quality and quantity. Eternal life is forever. Secondly, we know that eternal life is secure. You know, we thought in Noah most recently about the security of God's people in the ark. And there are different places in Scripture. God is my refuge in the Psalms. And there are different places that are secure in this world too, isn't there? A bank might be secure or a military base or a palace. But over lockdown here, hopefully on the screen, is a picture of Mr. Patel in his backyard. And he had a manhole cover in the middle of his lawn for 40 years. Uh, and he never really did anything about it. But over lockdown, boredom, I suppose, got the better of him. And he and his friend, which they maybe broke down, broke lockdown rules, but we'll ignore that for now. But Mr. Patel decided to f- find out why on earth there was a manhole cover in the middle of his lawn. And when he and his mate uh, uprooted uh, some of the lawn and then took away the manhole cover, they discovered a larger door, and it was stairs down into a safety bunker from World War II. Structurally sound. And they started digging and it was before them to see. Hidden for so long. But of course it wasn't designed to be hidden, was it? It was designed to be there for the house or maybe neighbor houses to go into somewhere of safety and security. But over time it was neglected and covered over and ignored, left untouched. And this life of rich blessing, uh, everlasting life sounds really good, but how often do we neglect it and ignore it and leave it untouched? Just imagine that life that is full of quality and quantity, that life for each of us is secure. Wouldn't that bring so much contentment and joy and assurance in this world, knowing that this life isn't it? Knowing that this ultimate blessing is ahead of me? What does Bible verse say again, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This perishing we've thought about, the wages of sin is death, to perish is to die, die spiritually, to be separated from God. But again, we have this little word that means so much, but it brings so much joy and comfort to us. Instead of the gloom of and perishing of this rotten life that awaits without Jesus on the other side, is everlasting that life. We move from perishing to everlasting life and we can have it. We can be sure. Knowing that we have eternal life comforts us and surely, especially now in today's world, it comforts us because we know we have a life grounded in the perfect righteousness of Jesus and therefore secure forever. Not because of us. This comforts us. This eternal life of, that is secure will comfort us whenever we face dark days. Only Christians can know true righteousness and peace and joy. For as Paul write in Romans 8 that all God he foreknew, he predestined, he will also glorify. It's secure, it is certain. God's mighty acts of redemption the whole way through Scripture show that God is fulfilling his promises. And we look at even at our own lives and see how God has been faithful in our life. 
and we thank him for giving him signs, those small signs that he will be faithful to us in the future with eternal life through Jesus. How can this be secure for us? Can I, are we not afraid of losing it? Well, God is the one who gives eternal life to us and salvation. He is the one who keeps it for us. Listen to the words from John's Gospel in chapter 10, uh, verse 28 and 29. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. As Christians, it is to be expected that Jesus, the good shepherd, will take good care of his sheep. The sheep are safe and secure in the hand of Jesus. No one can snatch them out of his hand. God's sheep find safety in both the, the shepherding hand of Jesus, but also in the loving arms of the Father. The one who created the world holds us in his hands. Eternal life is forever. Eternal life is secure through Jesus. But eternal life is for the saints. Eternal life is for God's people. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. To whoever is daunting yet brilliant, because this is a gift from God of his son, Jesus, and eternal life. And the whoever means it's an open invitation to each of us. God does not discriminate his, in his invitation of salvation. All sinners, no matter how great or how small or how righteous you might think you are, we are all offered salvation. Whoever includes me and you. It is a gift for all of us. Eternal life is a free gift for all of us from God. But it was ever so costly to God. It is a free gift of eternal life is only for God's people. What is it? How can we be God's people? How can we have this free gift? We must believe in him. Who is the him? It is the son of God, Jesus. We need faith in Jesus. We must believe in him. Believing faith, trust is that one vital link that each of us must have in our lives to connect us to the saving, rescuing love of God found in Jesus. God is able to save each of you to eternal life. And it's only for those who believe in Jesus. The gift of eternal life is for saints only. God divides the world into two distinct groups. And we see this pattern in scripture. Saved and lost, believers, unbelievers. Eh, to perish or to have life. See, this eternal life is not earned, but given. It's a gift. We have to lay aside all those things that we think earns us life. It isn't our good life or, or the pride we take in our job or our social status or our loyalty to family or service to Union Road. But it depends on how we answer the question, do you trust in Jesus as the only saviour from your sin? Eternal life is for saints for God's people, those who are trusting and following him. See, God gave his most precious treasure, Jesus, the most costly gift to us. Because we see Christ on the cross, that rugged, uh, most painful gift and cross. We see Jesus taking the wrath of God, the wrath of God that we will receive because of our sin. 
But Jesus on the cross is a powerful gift for believers. For we do not experience God's wrath, but his love, grace, and the eternal gift of eternal life. Eternal life is for saints. Jesus takes your place, your sin, your shame, to give you a new heart, to forgive your sin, to bring you into God's family. We have a Father who loves us, who gives us gifts that we do not deserve. Through trusting Jesus, we have this gift of eternal life. That is why Jesus came to die in our place. In all of life, changes that we encounter daily, we know that eternal life is for God's people, for the saints. Eternal life is forever. Eternal life is secure. And eternal life is for God's people. Do you remember a, a number of years ago, the story of the, the Hatton Garden heist? was a whole rake of old men decided that they would rob a a safety deposit place. It was supposed to be secure. And they stole about 14 million pounds worth of stuff. And the people who put their, their valuables into the safety deposit box, they put it there because they thought those things most valuable to them were secure, that they were safe, that no one was ever going to reach that or touch that. It was, they paid to, for it to be looked after. They really thought it was going to be. But boy, were they proven wrong. It wasn't safe. Our in our lives, we need Jesus. Nothing in this life is foolproof secure except God's gift of eternal life through Jesus. In Jesus, nothing can get to us. In Jesus, we know that this gift of eternal life is forever secure for God's people through trusting God's gift of Jesus. That is the hope that each of us have, that nothing can reach our hearts whenever we are in Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life that goes on and on and on that is secure and it's for us, God's people.